0: Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I am Dax Holt and I am joined by my co-host Adam Glenn. How are you, sir?
1: Dax, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm in New York City, it's going great, the weather's going good, so that means, when here's the thing, Dax, for what I do, when the weather is good, that means the celebrities will stay outside and talk to me for an extra 30 more seconds, so it's a good thing for me professionally, you know what I mean? Like, during the winter, these celebrities, they pay like 10 grand and get their makeup and hair done, they don't want to talk to me during the winter, but now it's nice out, they don't mind being outside, um, and it's busy right now in New York, because... In New York City right now, it's all the upfronts. All the TV networks have these upfronts. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah. So everyone's there right now.
1: Everyone is there. So everyone comes in. Basically, a network. It, the upfronts is basically when the networks kind of debut their new shows for the advertisers for what's going to be coming mm-hmm. on. So they bring in all their talent for all their new shows. So every week, there's like there's so many upfronts. There's a lot of good people coming in and out. Um, a lot of times, it's just boring actors who have nothing to talk to them about. However, like last week was a Time 100. Um, This week, you had the Hulu up front. I mean, there's just a lot of good people. I've had some really...
0: So who have you... Yeah, who have you gotten?
1: Well, dude, you know what? The best one, my biggest one that I had lately was Lee Daniels, the uh, creator of Empire.
0: And he was cool guy. Like, what a nice guy. Did he, I wait, was, wait, did he did he talk about Jussie, though? Because, I mean, that's kind of the only thing I'm interested in. Because I don't watch Empire, but I want to know, is Jussie getting a job again? He
1: basically said they're in talks right now. But I got him a few days before Fox announced that he's not coming back. I mean, you might be the better man to decide what's the latest. But when I talked to him, he said we're right now in talks to figure out what they're doing for next season. So, But he was very honest mm-hmm. about it. I asked him if he... You know what do you say to the? I asked him, What did you say to the cast? You know, what do you tell them basically when they hear all the news? What's going on with Jussie? And they're like, Just pray, just pray that you know, pretty much he did the right thing and everything was, you know, that what we stick to his story, you know, because he, like everyone else in the cast and a lot of people around the world, were duped by his story. So, uh, but he was very honest and open about it and just like a nice guy. But,
0: but we also have to remember Lee Daniels more duped than anyone else by the story because remember he was the one like showing up photographs of him uh, i guess like facetiming from the hospital like yeah so like i feel like he's more duped than anyone and it was all around his show and whether or not he was paying enough I, i i wouldn't i would not hire back someone that was willing to go to those lengths to like kind of screw me over sorry i
1: completely agree but there's some people saying that the ratings on empire have gone down just a little bit so a great ratings boost to keep the show going is put jussie back on it um but i i don't know how you stomach but, to do, but do you, like you trust
0: him do you trust him as an employee anymore like i don't so I, I i i couldn't hire him back i don't care what the ratings would be i wouldn't trust him
1: yeah I I I don't disagree. I uh I don't disagree. It's um it's really gnarly. It really is. It's just such a weird situation. I wouldn't do it. However, this is show business and at the end of day, it is a business and they're trying to create they're trying to make money. So, maybe potentially put them back so on cuz people so want to see they, what's going to happen.
0: They put it put them on and then put it into a contract that like He can't do any stupid stuff again.
1: Is that what they're saying right now?
0: No, no, no. I'm saying that's what you do. Like if if I was in the situation that I'm like, okay, I really need the ratings, so putting him on really gonna help. I would have to have some kind of crazy ironclad contract with the guy to be like, don't pull any of this dumb shit again, or like you're gonna owe us a million bucks or something. You know?
1: Yeah, I. I oh, know man, it's a weird situation. It really is. I, I, I wonder how the story ends up and how I'm curious what happens to Jussie's career in five years. You know, is or, is the industry well, gonna if, forget if, him? So, or are they gonna forget about it or are they gonna allow him to come back?
0: I think if he goes back on Empire, they forgive and forget. If he doesn't, then I, then I feel like he's in for a world of hurt.
1: Well, what do you think, what are your thoughts about the latest with everyone in the cast writing letters saying they want Jussie to come back to the show or they approve him to come back to the show?
0: I think it's stupid. I, I honestly don't understand why you would want to work with him after all this. Be, like, are people forgetting, like, the, the prosecutor and everyone, they said... He did it, but we just don't want to go through the court proceedings. Like, that's that's the long and the short of it. He did it, and we're all acknowledging he did it, but we just don't want to drag this through court, and so we're just going to give him community service because that's what he would end up with at the at the end of the day. But, like, that doesn't mean he didn't do it. Like, I think people are misconstruing them letting him go for them saying he's innocent when that's not the case. <sighs> It's... So, maybe it's just people are confused. I don't know.
1: You know what it, uh But, you know, besides Lee Daniels, I also got some other interesting people. Again, I, I worked the Time 100 event, which was really cool. It's one of my favorite events all year to work. The Time 100 event is the Time 100 most influential people. And it was a red carpet, and they have two parts to the red carpet there's a downstairs red carpet, and there's an upstairs red carpet. The upstairs red carpet is like the extra, the inside edition, the Access Hollywoods. The downstairs is sort of like the local networks, a bunch of like photographers to stop for stills. I was like – I had the worst position on the red carpet. They put me pretty much on the side by myself. So somehow it was the worst. Did they
0: realize that you actually have a camera or did they just think you were there like as a spectator? Dude,
1: I don't (laughs) even know. I was pretty much – I I think I was in Brooklyn. I was so far off the red carpet. I wasn't even in Manhattan, you know? But the cool – the good part was – is that anybody who wanted to skip the red carpet they had to walk by me. So Jimmy Fallon skips the red carpet, but he has to walk by me. The Rock skipped the red par- carpet, but had to walk by me. So everyone's like Rock, Rock, and I was right there. And The Rock knows me. I'm like Rock, what up, buddy? He's like, What's up, brother? I'm like Rock, let's take a selfie. He goes absolutely. So I was like the only one to get a photo with The Rock. Everyone's like Rock, can I get a photo with you? And he just dashes to the elevator. I was just like in a really, Wait, I wait, have wait. a good spot
0: because videos obviously sell for you. Are you just realizing, like, there's no, if he's not doing the red carpet, there's no way he's going to talk to me, so I'd rather just get a photo?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, for The Rock, yes. Um, I probably, if I wanted to, I could have probably did, maybe got a question or two with him, but not long enough that I thought I'd be able to sell it or be a good, an amazing videos. And honestly, I have a very, very good relationship with The Rock. And it's, you know, what he skipped the red carpet because he probably didn't feel like asking everyone's questions. So rather than, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, listen, I'm gonna get him again. He's, a, he's, he, I, he's a, he's. I wouldn't say we're friends. I think I'm friends with him. He probably doesn't think we're friend. He's friends with me. But um. We're cool mm-hmm. with each other. You know, like it's one of those things where I like him. He likes me. We have a good – we have a very, very good relationship. And I'll get him another time because, honestly, there's other people on the red carpet that I knew I could I could make money off. You know, there is Danny Meyer, the yeah. creator of Shake Shack. There is uh, the soccer player, Mohamed uh, Salah, whatever, who's like one of the best soccer players in the world, Alex Morgan. I mean
0: – Is that the Egyptian guy?
1: The Egyptian guy, yeah, who's
0: huge. He's huge right now.
1: Huge – as in, like, stardom. Not huge as a person. He's not a big
0: guy. Short guy. No, but I mean just, like, the talent and he, he's just, like, become so popular so quickly. Sorry, I'm a, I a—I love soccer. That's the only reason. <laughs> but
1: you know what, dude? He was super nice and humble. Like, he walked in by himself. No bubbles nothing. He left by himself. He just, like, walked through the crowd like nothing was going on. Like, just a very... Cool guy, and I respect that. You know, uh, I was uh, I was very impressed with that.
0: Nice. Well, uh, so so I, I I by the way I've been trying to call this uh, bodyguard because for the audience we've got a uh, a celeb bodyguard who's coming on to talk to us hopefully soon, but he's not picking up. So I just want to let you know since you're on the other coast and you didn't know what was going on, but we we've been trying to get a hold of this celeb bodyguard who's supposed to come on the show today, and he has. He has vanished on us somehow
1: that's good that's uh, we well, it's, uh, it's good to say he's a professional you know um, you know it's very good when we look for a star uh, I'm trying to think what else I got a lot of I got you know what but in New York also that just happened this past week is I the Tribeca Film Festival so there's a lot of celebrities you know in New York for the Tribeca Film Festival it's not as big as it's been in previous years. But like I went to this mm-hmm. luncheon the other day and I saw like Whoopi Goldberg and like Rob Reiner and Rob Reiner, super cool guy. I'm a big fan of guys like that, you know, um, just like interesting people. But I'll tell you what, man, I've been doing – I don't know if you ever get this, Dax, but I've been doing this long enough where I've interviewed these people so many times and I've seen him so often. It's weird when I have to keep putting a camera to their face. And that's actually why I didn't film The Rock. Because he was skipping the red carpet. I probably could have still kind of got something out of him. But I I see these people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... Like, Whoopi Goldberg was there. And she's like, what's up, Adam? I'm like, oh, what's up, Whoop? And, like, we're not friends. I don't have her phone number. However, it's just like... We've, me and Whoopi Goldberg have never you, hung out. you've
0: been in the same place at the same time so often that you feel like you know them pretty damn well.
1: It's weird. Like, you know, it's so funny. Gail King's on the red carpet at the Time 100. I'm like, what's up, babe? She's like, what's up, babe? And then I realized, like, I can't probably say that. Like, I probably shouldn't say that to her. Like, what's up, babe? Like, it's just,
0: <laughs> you know, it's
1: just like, I, you know, but it's like, I honestly, like, in my head, I feel like we're friends. And I probably should not be – Yeah. Coming across like I should probably come come across more professional, but we cross paths so often. I see, you know, I see Gail King more than I see some of my best friends anymore because they have kids. But you know how it is.
0: <laughs> you probably see Gail King more than Oprah sees Gail King.
1: You know what? That's a good point. I might see Gail King more than Oprah sees Gail King, um, but it's like we're not friends, don't by any means. But it's we have. I think mutual respect for each other. She understands I have a job, but I don't every single time see them and put a camera in their face. Like I saw Kevin Hart the other day. He was in New York for a meeting. You know what? He wasn't in town promoting anything. He was just in town for a meeting. I'm not going to throw a camera in their face because it's just not, you know, it's not necessary. You know, he'll get me back another time. I know he will. And so will Gail. Like, you know, Gail understands where if I put a camera to her face, that's something going on. But I'm not going to do it every single time where it's like squeezing so much water out of the person, you know, it's just not, it's just not yeah. worth
0: it. No, I I get it. It makes sense because they're only gonna they're only gonna have the great little sound bites every once in a while. They can't give you a great sound bite five days a week. It's just not gonna happen. It's not worth. It's almost just not worth your time.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um. So, but I'm trying to think. I got like Megan Good, who Megan Good is got to be one of the nicest and sweetest celebrities in Hollywood. She is so nice, so cool, so sweet. Her, and also, know who else I met this past week? I've I've met her before, but also such a sweet, nice, good person is Portia Williams from The Housewives.
0: Really? Like I I've only uh, I've only worked with her cuz of uh, being on Dish Nation before but I've never actually like met her in person.
1: Really? Yeah, super nice. Uh I I i met her one time in Atlanta cuz I was doing Dish Nation and she was great down there. Don't be wrong, she was super sweet. But I don't think she even remembered me or maybe she did, I don't know, but she was every time I've met her and this has been a, you know a handful of times, always so nice, cool and sweet and it's uh She's just very positive, fun. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of drama with the housewives. But she always has, like, mm-hmm. she's real about it. She's like, listen, NeNe Leakes uh, sent me a cease and desist letter. I sent her one back. You know? It's just like that. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah For yeah. what? Um, have you never mentioned this? It's uh, apparently this. It was going on. It was, you know, apparently, I guess, NeNe. You know how these shows are. There's so much drama going on. But NeNe sent, you know, nini sent portia a cease and cease letter and portia was like fuck it i'm gonna send you one back and she sent her back she's like listen you want to play hardball she's like i got money too i don't i don't mind paying a lawyer and that's what she did um so i respect Shh. her for that
0: <laughs> can you imagine that you just like paying thousands of dollars just to be like fuck you <laughs> like essentially because just to get the lawyers to write that stuff up and spend their time they're billing you through the butt and so like It's just – instead of just like stopping talking or whatever, you feel like, no, I'm going to screw you over and I'm going to drop a couple thousand dollars just to say screw you. Yeah. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. And then I'd say also I got one of my favorite, favorite celebrities in New York City this past week uh, is David Spade. David Spade is my buddy. He's my my bro. He's my friend. And he's a person – I could say we're genuine friends because when we see each other, it's just like – What's up Adam? What's up Spade? And we're just like buddies. Like it's cool. We're just, you know, like we we talk about everything. And but, you know, I got him on camera. We talk about cuz the big thing this coming weekend, which I am so excited for, Adam Sandler is returning to SNL to Saturday Night Live. So, you know, Spade's in New is this York the and I got first time I got he's
0: Dude,
1: Spade Sandler's coming back to SNL finally. You know, he didn't even do the 40th anniversary. This is his first time back ever
0: wow that's amazing yeah
1: it's really big and it's crazy because i ran into sandler on monday in the city and sandler is taking this very very serious i mean he has he brought out some of the old school snl writers for this he um you know like robert smigel is he's been hanging out robert smigel and i think it's really to write for this snl appearance and the other night so on tuesday nights the cast does a dinner where um, basically they, they have a meeting at, at, at NBC. Then at 8 o'clock, the, they go to the same restaurant. I'm not going to say the restaurant, but they go to the same restaurant every Tuesday night. The cast uh, of SNL, Lorne Lauren, Lauren Michaels, and the host of that week's episode, they all go to the same dinner. And Sandler went to dinner Tuesday night, and then afterwards, he went back to NBC. And he, I think, because I know people that were at the hotel waiting for autographs, Apparently, he, they waited to 3 in the morning and Sandler never came back. So they think Sandler slept at NBC Tuesday night.
0: Oh, gee. and they have beds in there. I've heard that they have beds. They,
1: you know, they have beds, they have couches. And, you know, SNL is known for kind of writing the show throughout for the whole night and staying up all night and writing the show. And it's, it seems to me that Sandler stayed there all night th- uh, Tuesday night. And was writing the show you know with his team and the writers of snl because he wants to make this a big deal and i i've been told through spade that sandler is a workaholic like he might not realize with adam sandler but he's very he's a workaholic
0: interesting hey question for you so like when the when snl you know they write all week and blah blah and then film on saturday night what days do they have off sunday so
1: sunday is the only day That's they have. Is it off. just sunday but
0: here's the thing: is SNL doesn't tape every
1: week, and in fact, I think they might have maybe two more episodes for this season. So um, typically, this is the SNL week, from my understanding, and that's pretty. I, I think I'm pretty dead on because I've been doing this for a while. So you know, they might they don't do a a new episode every week. They might do three weeks a month, uh, or you know, they're kind of on and off their schedule. It's kind of weird how they kind of film it and stuff. So SNL, on Monday, around 4 o'clock, they have a general meeting where the writers have to pitch. uh, They go around the room and they pitch to the host. It's basically the introduction meeting where the host usually comes in, gets to meet the cast, gets to meet the writers, and they have just a meeting of kind of like throwing out a little bit of ideas. Then on Tuesday, they have a little bit more direct uh, approach of writing the ideas, and that's around like 4 o'clock. And then at 8 o'clock, they all break the cast and the uh, the Lorne and the star goes for dinner that night. Then after dinner, everyone has to return back. I don't really actually think the host has to, but usually the cast has to go back to SNL uh, on Tuesday night to write the episodes, and they're out there there you know all night writing it, and then Wednesday. They have another meeting. Say, All right, what sketches are going to do? And then right after that, it's just kind of like balls to the wall. Like, let's get going and start writing and shooting. And they do a lot of these writing, um, filming behind the scene packages. So start Wednesday. They're starting to write, you know, film the behind the scenes packages, but also start writing the, the sketches for the weekend, building the stage. It's pretty intense. And then. Saturday. I,
0: I don't know if I could handle it. That seems like a, like that's cr- that's a crazy schedule. Dude. It's
1: insane, dude. But you know what's funny? I've been told that the reason why they stay up all night writing it is because they get um, you kind of get you start to hallucinate because you're exhausted. And the best ideas come at four in the morning when you're just exhausted and beat and kind of don't give a shit. And then that's when the funny comes out.
0: Well, why don't they all just get drunk? I'm pretty sure the same thing will happen at four in the afternoon when you're drunk.
1: You know what? That's probably what they used to do in the 70s, you know, during the Belushi days and stuff. But now it's, uh, I think things have changed just a little bit. I mean, there's, you know, they still have the <laughs> SNL parties after the episode, which the SNL party, have you have you heard anything? The SNL parties, I've been to one. And you have to know a password really to get know. into the SNL parties. You have to have a, the password to get in. They pick a different restaurant every week. And it's just kind of like open bar, food, drinks. And it's, it kind of goes on for like an hour and a half, two hours. Sometimes there's like an after-after party, but it's not as crazy as it once was. Um, but it's pretty interesting just to see um, just how they work it. I mean, I've, I was at the dress rehearsal recently. I guess who was hosting? Um who did I see? Ta- oh, I saw Don Cheadle. I went to Don Cheadle's uh, taping for SNL, and that was fun. It was cool. Um, you know, it was – Don Cheadle's episode was – it was fun. It was cool. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Well, it seems like you had a pretty interesting week. I mean, I can't imagine hanging out with David Spade. That, to me, just seems like like goal right there. I'd love to hang out with David Spade. I just want to see what he's – It's like –
1: it's cool for me personally because I'm such a fan, and then we've become friends. And that's the same thing that happened with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, we're I'm a fan of Shaq. I, like, I'm a genuinely fan. But then all of a sudden, I became friends with a guy I'm a fan of. So it's just cool to have that kind of relationship. And we're, we are generally friends, and it, it's just great because he's so well-respected in Hollywood. People love him. I'm a fan of his work. He's got a new show on Comedy Central coming out. He's going to be a new late-night show host. I mean, he's just, he's the man. He's just cool. And he's got great stories. And he also wants to hear my stories because he's interested in my stories. So it's, it's just, it's mute. I think mutually pretty cool, but what is going on on the Hollywood pipeline? What's the big shots right now for you guys?
0: You know, so I'm going to tell you something that's funny. The biggest shots of the day. And every time I put them up is Keanu Reeves. It is the weirdest thing. He has this like bizarre cult following and I love Keanu Reeves but people like would die for Keanu Reeves it's unbelievable so every time I put up it's just literally a set of photos of him walking out of a store in London and people are going nuts for it and it happens every time I put up photos of him. People can't get enough of Keanu. And obviously, he just became like the face of Saint Laurent, like Yves Saint Laurent, you know. Um, he's now like their cover model that those photos broke. And then, um, and, uh, and then also, he's got John Wick 3 coming out soon. So people are just all over the Keanu train right now. So I put those up. People went nuts. Um, the other big stuff, you know, the Travis Scott's birthday party from the other day, that was huge on the site. You know, the weird part was that Kylie Jenner did a, it was like gas station themed birthday party. <laughs> I've never heard of this before, but it, it's like going into the convenient mart where you see the bleach and the uh, motor oil and the paper towels and they were all like Scott themed and it got so crowded. I actually got video of French Montana Uh, Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly getting turned away at the gate because it was at Universal Studios. They have like the, you know, the back lot where they can set up inside like a big studio. And so the party was there. And all these famous people are showing up and the guards are going, nope, sorry, we've got way too many people. The fire marshal has shut it, shut down like entrance. And so the the three of them are just standing outside, like taking pictures with each other because they couldn't get into the party. Um, And I'm hearing that later, once a couple other people left, they were eventually let in. I just think that's funny when you can't get into a party. And it's not like, it's not like you're not famous enough. It's just the fire marshal has put his foot down and you're not getting in.
1: It's it's pretty intense. I mean, what names were there at the party? I mean, I feel like everyone now wants to go to the well, like a I Kardashian mean, party, a, a Kardashian Jenner party, are like the hottest parties in town. Oh. And to be honest with you, they throw great parties. Like their parties are cool. Like they, they're fun.
0: They, they go. There's, they go crazy. We. You know why though? I think their parties are just good because. Um, what they'll do is they'll televise it. So you've got all these vendors who are willing to throw thousands of dollars worth of, you know, product or whatever at them. So they go, okay, well, I want to have a, you know, a gas station themed party. And, and, and then you've got, you know, Chevron being like, absolutely, put my name all around it. And we'll we'll give you $300,000 to put towards your party. You know, it's like, that's, That's probably, you know what, they probably put
1: 300000 a gas station to have something like that, they might put $300,000 just to pay for the party, and then they'll pay them $300,000 because it's yeah. that big.
0: Exactly, and it works every time. I mean, obviously the Kardashians go so above and beyond when it comes to their party that it's like almost nauseating but, like, don't you kind of want to go to a party? I'd love to go to a Kardashian party. I just want to see what it's like just for one one time, just kind of stroll through there and be like, what is this all about?
1: I mean, I watch the few episodes of the Kardashians I watch. Um, when I say few, I mean all. Um, I, I uh, the, the few episodes, they always have a crazy cool party. And, they, I, you know, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if it's Chris who does it, but – they the from the food to like the style there's always like a theme no i'm sure
0: they have i'm sure they have like a go to party planner that like gets all their all their parties done for them
1: yeah, it, it, they have they're doing a great job whoever that person is i mean there's always like a theme to the parties it's uh it's insane it really is pretty incredible
0: hey by the way did you watch avengers
1: uh, well did i did i see the avengers no, but did I just interview what? an hour ago the director of the Avengers? Yes, um, and oh. I told him I saw the Avengers, so um, <laughs> it's my uh, um, that was my first so you're acting a role. Liar, huh? Yeah, I guess so. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I did not see it. The movie did ins- insanely well. I'm surprised you didn't uh, post the ending on the uh, on the uh, Hollywood Pipeline.
0: Hey, you shut your mouth, sir. I, you know what I did do. We had put up a story uh, like two, maybe two months ago. Uh, so what we did was we went back and we looked at all the uh, the, the stills from when they filmed Avengers Infinity Game or Infinity War. Um, we went through all the photos and at the same time they were filming this last one, Endgame. And so we noticed, well, these these fo- the set stuff never made it into Infinity War. So this must have been for Endgame. And so we put up all these unused ones and started to put together, like, what we think was going to happen in the new movie. And it was it was pretty spot on. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty amazing. It was a great story.
1: Dude, you know what's so funny? So I just got, literally an hour ago, the directors of the Russo brothers, the directors of the Avengers. And I got to tell you, like, these guys are the biggest director writers in L.A. But they are so just, like, happy to be a part of it like they're so appreciative and nice like they, there's fans waiting for them they signed all they took photos with everyone they took their time and and these guys i mean they've done more money with this movie than spielberg has almost you know like it's the biggest movie
0: ever Dude, this is the biggest movie of all time ever in the universe like it's pretty amazing
1: but I, you know what as big as it is they took their time with fans they're nice they took they talked to me which was nice I mean, I couldn't believe how cool they were. They were just so cool, so nice. Um, and then, you know, I asked I, them because there's—did you see the video that Chris Pratt did on set?
0: Yep, yep.
1: So I, you know, there like is a the behind one.
0: the scenes. So, so for people, hold on. For people that didn't see it, it's it's a really cool video. It's basically they're filming one of the scenes. So it's like you see the green screen in the back room, but he's panning around, and it's just like huge celebrity after huge celebrity. I mean, everyone in this room is crazy famous. Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine. And uh, it's just unbelievable who is in this room. But he fully said in the caption, like, this is completely illegal. They've told us that we can't film, uh, can't pull out our cell phones, but I'm screw it because there's We'll never have this many famous people in the same room at the same time. I have to do it. And then he posted it's it. It's
1: so cool. It really is cool. But you know what's funny? The, uh, the So, you know, everyone's been talking about don't spoil the ending. Don't spoil the ending. So I asked the directors, like, are you happy with how pe- how people have been really keeping the ending a secret? Like, people have been really being good on keeping their mouth shut on how the movie ends. And he's like, yeah, we've yeah. been happy. But the rule is, starting on Monday – you can talk about the ending because by that time people had enough time to go see the movie.
0: So, so this upcoming this Monday upcoming can Monday, talk
1: now? this upcoming Monday, you're allowed to talk about the ending because by that time everyone had a chance to go see the movie.
0: Uh, I still, dude, I was so paranoid. Like, I was, I stayed off social media, for, like from Thursday all the way to Sunday when I saw it. I was like, I cannot have this movie ruined for me. I'm way too excited about it. Like, so I even feel right now that I I don't want people... Like, if there's people out there, I don't want to ruin it for them. I will tell you, it's amazing how many celebrities they can get into one movie. That was the coolest part for me. I'm talking, like, not just the main characters, but characters from other big franchises being in this movie. I'm like... And I got to think that they... How much money did they spend just on the, the actors alone? All the 500 famous actors that showed up in this movie
1: yeah you're right it's Churchful.
0: uh it was such a fun movie
1: no it's uh you're right it's uh, it's really interesting how they got so many people and that video really kind of sets it's, it's just so and weird nothing. it's surreal that the only video thing is,
0: that video is like one one hundredth of the amount of celebs that are in it
1: my only issue is is yeah, the problem is you wonder what these actors uh, and I thought about this: Are these actors doing it because they like the script? Are they doing it for the money, or are they doing it because they're comic book fans? Like, I don't know if any of those people have ever read the comic books or paid attention to their characters' journey through all the comic book history, or are they just don't doing it because it's simple show business. Hey, I can make a ton of money by doing this movie or getting to this franchise. And I don't. And Dude, I, my, part of it I makes mean, me angry come on. If, I, if you
0: if you if you looked at me and said, "I'm going to pay you ten million bucks." to be Iron Man, go read the comics, I would go read every single comment, and I would be the best Iron Man ever, of course. Like, I think most of it is driven by the paycheck and seeing how popular all of these big Marvel characters have become. And then, you know, you've got Oscar winners playing Marvel characters now. Like, that back in the day, that would not have gone down. But it's like, you know, you didn't want to ruin your career by becoming a superhero. I mean, look at all the people that played Superman and they just kind of went down in smoke because after you played Superman, you were you were Superman for the rest of your life, right? Like what has Brandon Routh really done since then? However, nowadays that's different. Now you you can be a Christian Bale and be Batman and have a career afterwards. You can be Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man only helps you have a bigger career. So uh, I you know I think that all these Oscar winners are going yeah it's worth my time to go in a movie like this.
1: Oh, man, dude, have you have you guys been doing anything in the pipeline with Taylor Swift? Because I know a lot of the Beehive is pissed off about Taylor Swift last night at the Billboard Music Awards and saying that she knocked off Beyonce, which I. It's hard to just say like having
0: a drum core, I don't I don't know if just because you had a drum line means that you're copying Beyonce or do you mean cuz they were in multicolors like what like I think it's almost impossible not to do something someone else has done at to some degree, you know?
1: Yeah, it's uh
0: like are all the people pissed off at Ciara for copying Janet Jackson last night? I don't think so. You know but what Taylor that Swift was is like just a, a, a Janet ripoff.
1: Me personally, Taylor Swift is just an easy person to hate. Personally, she—I feel like she's a big phony. I'm gonna be totally upfront. I think she's a phony. Now I know you're an editor of a Hollywood website. You might have to be kind of a little bit biased and kind of be a little bit more fair. I've seen her on the streets. I've seen her with fans. I don't. I think it's a lot. It's a lot of an act. You know. Um. It's just. It's just kind of fraud to me, and I love loved when kim kardashian outed her during that whole scandal wasn't that the best i loved that did you love that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i did really enjoy that like just the the shadiness behind the whole thing and like it's all you just realize that's all about image and perception that your fans have of you and kim and kanye were the only people on this planet that like wouldn't care Not like y- you know that their reputation or their image wouldn't be hurt by outing taylor whereas taylor could probably destroy a lot of people's careers if they were even a little bit smaller than her you know what i'm saying if it was if it was halsey who did that to taylor you would never hear of halsey ever again however kim and kanye can't could not be dethroned by her just because of how powerful they are
1: crazy that blows my mind that's insane it really yeah. is. It just shows you how big. It's funny, I mean, you we've both been doing this long enough, you've been doing this longer than I have. That you started when Kim Kardashian was just trying to get going, and now to see what kind of person she is and what kind of
0: fame no, they no. have. She was she was literally nobody when I Nobody. Started this. Nobody she was she was she was an assistant for Paris Hilton. Like nobody. She was a socialite but the only reason anyone e- even saw her face was because she would be hanging out with Paris Hilton. That's it. Like, that's how far she has come. It's unreal.
1: Well, let me... What do you think was the turning point in her career? Was it the sex tape? Or what was the thing that kind yeah. of gave her really, that break? Really, you have right? to
0: ask what the turning point was. It was when she turned over. That was the turning point.
1: I guess so. But it wasn't even a good sex tape. I mean, Paris did a sex tape, but you still hear about Kim's one. You know, it was... Uh... It's just I, And I
0: think that literally comes down to Kim being way more in the spotlight at this point in her life. I think if we were, because remember when Paris was on top of the world, that's the only thing anyone talked about was the sex tape, sex tape, you're a porn star, a porn star, blah, blah, blah. But now just because most of the attention is focused on Kim Kardashian, that's the thing that keeps getting brought up.
1: Well, you know, it's funny, you know, how many people thought, oh my God. There's no way. There's no way that Kim Kardashian can keep this level of fame, you know. And she has. She's been only got. She's only gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Like it somehow just keeps growing. It's and she's been doing it for a while well, now. Here's, here's and a that, question I think that's for the you: part.
0: Would would she still be able to do it if she didn't have the Kardashian family around her? Like I think half of the allure of Kim is also. Courtney, Chloe, Kylie, Kendall, you know, it's like them as a group make it even more fascinating, more interesting. But I think if it's just Kim by herself, I think she'd be very much like Paris. You can only stay relevant or that important by yourself. But when you have all of them and then it's like if Kim gets boring, all the attention then focuses on Chloe, then all the attention focuses on... Kylie, you know, it, like, it shifts who kind of is the one everyone's talking about that day, which keeps them all still relevant.
1: It, it keeps them very relevant. But the impressive part for them is with all the fame that's happened to them and with all the scandal that's happened to them, somehow there's never been really turmoil within the direct family. Yeah, they've had some bad husbands and bad boyfriends. Oh, the I'm lot.
0: sure there's been plenty Don't, don't let them fool you. I am sure there has been plenty. They talk so much shit on each other, like behind the scenes that then gets aired. Like, don't tell me you wouldn't be a little upset at your brother or sister when you see them talking crap on you. Like, you know, there has been, maybe they just don't, don't show that side of them themselves that often.
1: Do you think that Kim Kardashian trying to be a lawyer is genuine? Like she's actually doing it?
0: I think she's seeing how well all the publicity is going with her and prison reform. And so she's like, what can I do to stay in the headlines? And she's figuring it out. The, the woman is the master of publicity. And I don't hate her for it one bit.
1: She's, honestly, I think people look down at it at first. Now, everyone in Hollywood's, you know, they're getting their pens and papers and getting a lesson from the Kardashians on how to do it. You know, they're all, you know, they... The
0: thing is, though, they're so good at it, you can't even... You can't even like duplicate it because it's so impressive what they do.
1: But also, I don't think yeah, you're right. They can't duplicate it because it's been so. I think and you know it's been real. All the shit that's happened, it's been, it's been real. The only thing that gets me weirded out, which I don't know what the fuck happened, was the whole Chris Humphreys, Kim Kardashian thing. That quick marriage. I mean, was that mm-hmm. real? Was that not? Did she know what she was doing the entire no, I, time?
0: I I know I know a little bit about that. Um, and I would say all of that was 100% real. They loved each other. They wanted to get married. And I think um, I think what happened was that it went too fast and, like, the train started going. And I think that Kim then realized, like, I don't think I want to be in this relationship anymore. I'm, I'm over it. But then everything was going full steam ahead that she couldn't back out of a marriage at that point. So you know, it was becoming the marriage of the freaking century. And everyone was talking about it. Everyone was invited. And I think she went through with it because there was so much pressure for her to that she didn't want to back off. And then I think she went through the marriage and realized, I loved him, but I I don't want to be with this guy. And I shouldn't have gotten married in the first place. And before it goes too far, I just got to get out of it. That's that's real the case. So it was a real marriage. They really did love each other. She didn't she didn't do it just for ratings or anything like that, which people believe she did. That's not the case. I it just got a little out of hand.
1: I guess so. Um and it's crazy Kim has been able to bounce back from that. Chris Humphreys on the other hand, you know, I know he just did an article for the Players Tribune, but he's kind of has that that He's kind of scarred with that, you know, with the whole Kardashian thing. Like, that's what you remember him for. You don't remember Kim for marrying Chris Humphries. Yeah, but you know
0: why, though? Because he never came back and, like, crushed it in basketball. It's like, that's just plagued him because he hasn't come back to do anything better, if that makes sense. Like, that was the height of his fame. If he would have gone on to have some Kobe-like career where everyone's talking about all the three-pointers he's making at every game then yes, that would have gone away, but he didn't have that. It's kind of like Tiger. You know, Tiger Woods was sitting here, and everyone's been, like, making fun of him and laughing at him for years and how he ruined his career. And then he comes back, wins Masters, now everyone starts forgetting about all his past and just talking about him being a great golfer again.
1: It's, yeah, it's... You just
0: have to, you have to almost... Overprove yourself, or something like that, for to get people to stop talking about what they know you for and your biggest either flaw or your biggest scandal, and then move on to all the positive things that you've got going on in your life. And Chris is not the best basketball player in the world, so what else are you going to talk about?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. There's one wedding I wish I went to. I wish I went to that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner wedding uh, in Vegas. How cool no, was so- that? <laughs> How awesome that was,
0: was awesome. that, dude? I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I, I, I really didn't. Um, you know, for them to go after the Billboard Music Awards, head over to the the little chapel and get married by Elvis. What a fucking perfect move. Because people were so. I mean, it was like the complete opposite of Nick and Priyanka's, where they had like the forty five day wedding, where it just was like ceremony after ceremony after ceremony, and people were so over it. I'm like they're they're thinking we're never going to be able to top a, a wedding at a palace in India. So what do we do? Let's do the complete opposite and go get hitched in Vegas. It's so great. I love every everything about it.
1: It's cool. I mean, honestly, the Jonas Brothers, when they first came on the scene when they were kids, you're kind of like all oh, these nerdy. Uh, virgin kids that came out with their purity rings. And now, honestly, like, they're cool guys. I, I, the Sucker Song is a good song. And Sophie Turner. That's catchy. To Sophie Turner is a very pr- cool person to follow on Instagram. She's funny. She's cool. I mean, she's showing the side of her where she's like, man, this girl is awesome. And I was like, man, when mm-hmm. I, I got to be honest with you. When I first heard Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, I was like, Joe Jonas was Sophie Turner? This guy could get any girl he wants. Not saying that she's... Not pretty, but Joe Jonas, don't settle down. You could get any girl you want. And then I see Sophie Turner on Instagram, and like the story, she's like, "Man, this girl is rad. She's funny. She's cool. It's, it's badass." And they had some cool names there. Who were the <laughs> names that were there at this wedding?
0: Uh, I saw Diplo was there. I saw some for co-stars from the new X Men movie. Um, who else did I see I there? I think I thought I saw there Dan was a and bunch Shay. Of
1: Like it was like, uh, yes.
0: Yeah, you're right. Dan and Shay were there. Um, it it was just, it was kind of like they told like a select group, like, Hey guys, by the way, after the billboards, like instead of going to the party, meet us over here at the chapel. And I think a lot of people were kind of like, wait, what? Like, is this for real? And then it was, it was legit. I mean, Diplo freaking did a live stream of their wedding. Like that's amazing. Really is. I wonder if he got in trouble for it though.
1: Uh, You know what? They might have asked them to do it. Like, hey, let's have Diplo be the guy. But I don't know why they want Diplo to do it all. But listen, it's funny. It's fun. It's cool. It's badass. And at the end of the day, it seemed like everyone there had a great time. Like, it just seemed like, you know what? We just went to the Billboard Music Awards. Rather than go to some fucking douchey party or everyone's just gonna kiss each other's ass let's just have a wedding let's just have a fun cool wedding and yep. there's nothing cooler than that you know because and your
0: friends are already there you're, you don't have to call anyone in no one's gonna suspect it because there's already so many celebs in town that it's not like all of a sudden 15 huge celebs show up in beverly hills you're gonna be like wait what's going on are they getting married like you're gonna start to wonder and this way it like shocked everyone surprised the world it was so brilliant
1: I, I think it just blows my mind, really, because, you know, I, I've been following this stuff on the Hollywood Pipeline. It just blows my mind how much interest people still have in George Clooney. Not saying they should, but they still treat him like he's the sexiest man ever and he's just very mysterious. I mean, people just love seeing this guy because I know as a photographer and the paparazzi – you know, it's different. Like it's interesting for you to even tell me about Keanu Reeves and how people Keanu Reeves photos do really well because most paparazzi they don't really like to photograph men because men photos don't mm-hmm. really sell well. They always want women because women want fashion. However, any photo yeah. of George Clooney is always a hot photo. His photo always sells. Sells for a guy.
0: I, th- I think just because there's like just an allure about George Clooney that he is like the epitome of a movie star. So, you know, and he gives it up. He's not like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like Leonardo DiCaprio to me is like the best movie star in the world, right? However, when he goes out, he covers up and he hides. The, uh, Clooney, on the other hand, is smiley and happy and he just makes you feel good looking at him. So I think that's why his photos sell so well.
1: It's crazy, and it's crazy, you know, it's so crazy that his wife, Amal, she's still a professor, you know, she goes to, uh, you know, Columbia, she's still a working professor, so I think it's just very cool, they got this very cool, interesting life, I know he's got a new project coming out, um, but it's, it's crazy that still, this many years later, George Clooney is still a hot photo for the paparazzi.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so do we, do we officially call it that our bodyguard just, fucking blew us off here
1: we were supposed to have a bodyguard but honestly dude i enjoyed talking to you <laughs> we don't get to talk much so it's like fuck the bodyguard we were supposed to have this guy i mean listen we were supposed to have a bodyguard on the show i, know.
0: I, I don't I, know i thought we were gonna get some good like crazy bodyguard stories whatever screw him Let's, honestly uh, i, I enjoyed not get to, to, you to talk too. i liked it
1: I, I don't, I don't, we don't get to talk much, just the two of us. I, you know, I was looking forward to this guy, but I'm, I'm very appreciative that we got to catch up and hear what's going on in each of our lives, (laughs) as far as in our work lives. And, uh, you know what, dude, we got some really, really cool guests coming, uh, in the next few weeks. I'm excited. Like, I know we always say that and we always deliver, but we got some really cool guests coming in the next few weeks. So, uh, stick around, stay tuned. It's, uh it's 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 fucking awesome. Like I can say it's like the guests coming are just going to be very very interesting. If you love Hollywood, you're going to love listening to this podcast cuz there's going to be some really cool people
0: coming up. Absolutely. And if you love Hollywood, also check out the hollywoodpipeline.com. We always just got the greatest best stories, videos, photos, everything. We're trying to keep everyone updated on the greatest stuff that's going on in I and it's not just Hollywood. I mean, I feel that Hollywood is Wherever pop culture is, Hollywood you know is what I'm global. Saying? Like you can't just say Hollywood, Hollywood. is global. It's global. It is. Um, and so follow us at the Hollywood Pipeline on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can follow Adam at Adam Glenn, me at Dax Holt, and uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya.